Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Respectfully. Bucket on low light, Eric and Parrish. Closed casket flow, all you could get it. They don't give you one single rose, why you can smell it? So I pick from my own garden. Wanna go out with my garden like Godfather. Grandkids in a rock while I got over the block trauma. So what you saying? You got to chill. Thinking you the truth, really, you not for real. Back to back with it, the hardest shit of the year. Remix. EPMD, we back in And welcome to this week's episode of the NBS Sports Hour. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Joe Cardoza. Drum my guy, Mr. Patrick Waring. Happy Tuesday to you, Pat. What's going on, man? Yo, man, Joe, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, team No Sleep. Team No Sleep is uh is finally getting back to a, a regular routine since the Olympics <laughs> are over. But, um, yeah, man, I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Hey, I feel you on that one. I was a, I was a proud member of that team for a long time, wore like a badge of honor. And then probably like five or six years ago, I became a, a proud member of Team Nap. <laughs> yeah nah, i'm not ashamed now nah, it was fun man it was fun going through it was fun doing it and to me it was it was kind of a perfect timing just because since it was you know of course summer and so i had a little bit more flexibility but um but yeah man it was uh it was cool i don't want to comp- i don't want to come off as sounding like i'm complaining because i'm not but i found it exciting but i thought it was also funny too because i was like literally struggling at times and like I said trying to trying to pick my spots when to get a quick a quick uh rest and you know and whatnot yeah it worked out well for me because I was on vacation the first few days of the Olympics and then I told myself hey once work starts I mean you know you gotta be at work at the crack of dawn you gotta cut this out and be, being the sports fanatic I am it didn't really work out that way I mean I was just like you I mean those United States women's soccer games kicking off at 4 10 4 a.m I was right there man there's a couple times I slipped up like I ain't gonna lie that first U.S. women's basketball game I woke up and they were like beginning of the third quarter I was like oh <laughs> I had no I had no idea my bad <laughs> yeah see me me if I if I just woke up at that at 4 4 30 like I'll be honest with you. If I was just waking up just for that, I, I think I would have been okay. Maybe a little tired, but it really wouldn't affected me as much. Um, the problem I had was kind of doing like almost all nighters to a point. Cause it's like, like the women's basketball and men's basketball, you know, some of their games, our time were like at 1240 AM. Yeah. Yeah. So watching that, letting that game be over and then jumping on like the, uh, the media calls, for uh, USA Women's, you know, a lot of them didn't start to four. So it's like I had a dilemma. Once the game is over, it's like I was staying up waiting for those calls or like if they had, the, you know, the game the same day. And so to me, it was just longer stretches. So, it was, it, you know, and it was hard for me before the game. I'm sitting here at night, 7, 8 o'clock. You know, what do I do? I'm watching TV. There's a lot of stuff on. Should I take a nap now and get back up? So to me, it was that part. But if it was just strictly at the four, four thirty-five, I think I'd have been cool. But because of the way those those other games were, that's the part that made it a struggle for me. 
Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, the USA women's basketball. I watched their last pool game. I watched the game that got them into the gold medal game, and of course, I watched the gold medal game. And then with the USA team, I watched the uh, I watched two games: the semifinal and then the final. And that's it for the men's team. I just couldn't. I wasn't. I was. I couldn't pull it off, man. I tried. I had good intentions, and then with, with soccer and like a softball, track and field. Uh, even some of the gymnastics, it wasn't an issue at all. Because like you said, it was a lot easier for me to be like, hey, my alarm went off. It's five o'clock in the morning. Let's go ahead and bang this thing out and watch it. Because being on social media so much, I knew there was no way I could just um, wait till eight o'clock and watch it on the replay. Someone was going to say something at work. I was going to see something online. It was inedible. So I was like, instead of just trying to avoid it, just wake up and watch it, man. Yeah, it's always hard to watch a game. My hat, hats off to people, not just talking about Olympic games, but hats off to people just in general. Like when you miss games for other stuff, you know, good luck trying to record it and watch it later without hearing about it. So, and and, and I understand life happens. So there's things you have to do at times or things are more important than watching a game. So you kind of have to do it. But um, that, you know, that, you know, that's tough. Like an NFL game, a college basketball game. Yeah. Like you said, trying to, trying to catch up. And before we get too far, man, speak, speaking of getting up and being on the calls, man, just want to give a shout out and say thank you to uh, Caroline Williams and USA Basketball um, allowing me to be on the media calls. So that was personally, that was that was really cool for me. Uh, it was cool for the pod to be able to um, to attend those sure. to, uh, to ask questions and stuff. So they you know, they were really nice in this whole process. So appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoyed watching my man chop it up with legends, man. I was like, oh man, Skylar Diggins. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's what we, that's what we're doing now. Sue Bird. I was like, Diana Taurasi talking to Pat. I was, I was like, okay, okay. It was, it was like you said, it was a good look, and we definitely want to thank her. Uh, big opportunity for you personally as well, for sure. Yeah, no, nah, I had a good time, man. Like I said, there were some people on there I was able to see. It, it seemed like so, like with with the time frame, because most most of the media calls were. For our time, we're like 4 a.m., 4.30. And what it seemed like is, I guess, after after the women's team played a game or maybe even, you know, after practice as well, it sounded like they had they had media availabilities with people that were that were present in person first. So I think that's why, you know, we had to wait a little bit and, uh, you know, which was cool. But being able to jump on the calls, you know, I were, I, you know, I was able to uh, see and hear different people talking about, you know, being back here East coast and everybody was getting up early. So people kind of shared uh, some stuff. Say Skylar joke with us. Uh, Skylar Diggins joke with us one time. She's like, y'all need to go take a nap, you know, cause she knew what time <laughs> we were on, but, um, but yeah, man, being able to be on there and, ask, you know, ask a couple of questions was uh pretty cool and it was a nice experience. And Hey, Ladies took care of business. That was the most important thing out of it, right? Yeah, nah, without a doubt. And speaking of that, let's just let's hop right into this thing, man. Talking about Olympics, man. So for me, uh, obviously, long time coming. This is the Olympics that we're going to have last summer. And obviously, because of the global pandemic, was pushed back. Uh, a lot of really, really cool moments. I mean, I think about stuff that not just with the United, State, United States athletes, but athletes from other countries as well. I think about the young lady who was a... a, a I want to say a power lifter for the Philippines, winning their first ever gold medal. And of course, I've never heard their national anthem at all, but you could just see the pride of the lady's face, uh, saluting her flag, tears coming down her coming down her face. And when I think about Olympics, that's what it's all about. It's about making memories, putting your uh, country on the map. And that's something she's never going to forget. Her country's never going to forget. 
just a lot of a really cool moments seeing somebody like Allison Felix, who people tried to write off and said, man, she over the hill. Could she, does she still have it? And she leaves as the most decorated track and field athlete in, in history. Uh, just a great performance from her. I think about Simone Biles. I mean, we've been talking about it a lot lately, as we should. Uh, mental health is a serious issue. And people are starting to take it more seriously now, which is long overdue. And to see her make a decision where, hey, you know what? Yeah, gold medal, silver medal, be damned for the benefit of my mental health and my team. I'm going to sit this out. And until she got herself in the, in the right place mentally and physically, she came back. And not only that, but there are people that would kill to have a spot on any kind of Olympic team, whether it be fencing, gymnastics, whatever. But to sit out, you come back and win a bronze in a really, really difficult event. All gymnastics events are difficult, but the beam is one of the more difficult ones, in my opinion. You win a bronze medal. People are like, oh, it's just a bronze. You could have got a gold or a silver. Just a bronze. Like, are you serious right now? So just the stand she made was really, really impressive for me. And then, of course, a lot of people wrote off the USA men's basketball team. Oh, they're going to get a silver. All oh, these guys might not medal. There's some crazy, wild clickbait predictions going out there. And, of course, Kevin Durant, being who he is, and the rest of that team uh, came together as a team and, and brought home the gold. And, I mean, you know how my feelings are about the Golden State Warriors, Pat, but I will say this. I like me some Olympic Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, you know, I starting with the basketball. Um, I think some of the talk was fair though. Like, look, I think I would like to hope everyone, everyone here and everyone home would wants to see, you know, goal for USA. So, but I, you know, I think because of some of the the early results and stuff, I mean, it's I think it was only fair to talk about some of the stuff concerns with it. Um I know you hit me after the first, the first game, the first exhibition game. And I, and I was like, I'm not really, you know, ain't, you know, it's not really a big deal, but then the next, the next loss that they had, then I started to say, ah, you know, is there something here, you know, something we have to think about and then questions were asked. So obviously the guys turned it around, they were able to win gold, but I think some of it, you know, was kind of fair for, for people to question it or people to sit, you know, just ask the questions off. Now, for everybody that thought that they were, you know, they weren't going to do anything and lose all the games, I think that was going too far. But, but you know, it, you know, it kind of is what it is. And I think Durant, you know, after the game, you know, Durant, Durant was on IG always live and said some stuff. We need to hop on his IG live, Pat. You are both of us or one of us one of these days. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that he does that though. I think a lot of people take shots at him for different reasons, but I kind of respect him being real and being him you know, going, commenting back. And, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times we talk about some of these athletes, you know, they think they're, they're too big. They think they're bigger than everybody. But then when he actually acts like a regular person, then we have a problem with it. So uh, to me, I don't have an issue with it. But again, like I said, back to the point, you know, Durant says some stuff about people calling it out, but then also he did an interview and he kind of, you kind of mentioned, yeah, you know, there were some things early. So I think they knew it, too. I think they knew they had to step it up. Uh, they were able to come together. They were able to get gold. So uh, definitely shout out. Shout out to those guys, man, being able to come on. Shout out to JaVale McGee. You know, he gets added late. Um, yeah. You know, he you know he's able to win a goal. He uh, joins his mom. Nah, not a bad summer at all. Not a bad summer at all. Him and his mom made history, so. Uh, I'm with you on uh, Allison Felix. I thought that was a big, uh, you know, that was a big moment. 
for her. What's that? 11, 11 medals. Uh, I think so. Yeah. 11, you know, so she, you know, she makes history. Um, she's been able to do her thing over time. Uh, locally, Christina Clemens, you know, just, you know, just to be able to get there in a story. I know, you know, I know she just made it to the semi semifinals, but you know, here I am. Listen to me. She just made it to the semifinals. You know, don't be one of them. Yeah, Olympic athlete, man. Being able to go represent, represent the area, represent uh, the country. So shout out to her. You know the work. You know the work she's put in over time. Um, that you know definitely like that moment for her. Well, love that moment for her. Love that moment for the area. Look, man. I started out with. Um, was watching i guess uh usa softball was one of the first things on yeah yeah and uh was watching that man how about what is that um um monica abbott yep beast Oof, man i would be scared i don't even know if i would want to step first of all i know i couldn't hit off of her i'm just gonna say it now i know i couldn't hit off her i i would be scared to get in the batter's box against a lot of pitchers in softball just because of the way they throw the ball i don't even know if i could even stand in there but the way she was tossing that thing in there, man. Um, I was scared. I was scared just watching, you know, the way that June was going through. But uh, they were able to get silver. I think that was the first time they were in the Olympics in a while, right? Yeah, and I don't think it's a guarantee that they're going to be in Paris, which I don't understand at all. Yeah, I might have to check, check that out and look into how, how that was. But, you know, shout out to them. And then, of course, you know, kick, kicking things off. Uh, Sue Bird and Eddie Alvarez carrying out the flag and opening the ceremony. Thought that was a cool moment, and then kind of bringing it back uh, to the women. Man, can't say enough good things or enough things about you know Don Staley, what she's done in her career as a, you know as a player um, for USA, and then as a coach, assistant. Now she's the head head coach and was able to win the gold. Shout out to that team. Uh, just everybody stepped up. I mean, Sue, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, yes, it's five, five goals. And incredible. These ladies seven in a row. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I had, I had some, some questions about the men because of how they played, coming into it and how they played, was hoping they were going to win gold seen some things early was like ah they got to clean that up but it's like with the women and to me there was never a doubt oh absolutely i'm like man they're gonna handle business there was no cleaning up it was just dominant (laughs) it was just dominance man from asia wilson to britney grinder just we show up we dominate we roll out well they had some starts you know they had some games some first quarter games and 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 coach daly talked about that on the calls and you know, it's true. She said, look, we're going to get everybody's best punch. We're going to get everybody's best effort. So mm-hmm. there were a few games. The first quarter started out slow. You know, they were down early. Um, so they had to kind of they had to kind of evaluate that. They had to play through that, but they were able to pull away. And then uh, when the metal round games happened, you know, they just took, you know, took took more control. But I think the way they did it and the way they handled themselves, I think was perfect. I think these ladies all had confidence in themselves and their game. They went in, but at the same time, they were also respectful to their opponents. You know, they, you know, they were humble. They came in, you know, it was a business, a business trip, uh, took care of business. And after that, they, Hey, 
you let loose after that because you won the job. You know, you you know you mm-hmm. won. For you know, sure. you took care of business. So I loved everything I saw as far as videos and clips and the locker room and celebrating. You deserved it. You deserved it. You earned it. Yeah, nah, I agree with you 100% on that. I, I think they did an outstanding job on the court and off the court. Uh, besides, the, so those are the kind of the moments and things that kind of caught your attention during the Olympics. Was there anything that you were surprised about, Pat, during the Olympics? Uh. I won't necessarily say anything I was surprised about. Um, you know, I was disappointed. You talked about it a little bit earlier. I was disappointed in, you know, some of the feedback and criticisms as far as Simone Biles. Um, I didn't like that um, yeah. at all. You know, it's weird because people, a lot of people out here, and this is, you know, not even just Olympics, but just in general, you know, they look at athletes, they view athletes as almost, they aren't human, right? They aren't allowed to have feelings. They aren't allowed to have emotions. They aren't allowed to deal with things. So it's like everybody wants them to turn it on. When the lights come on, they want them to perform no matter what's going on. Yep. Like robots almost. Yeah. So it's like when, you know, when things happen, when things happen, when they open up, you know, when whatever it is, no matter if it's things are dealing with inside as things are going on. I mean, we're still in a pandemic. You know, we're not even really talking about that. You know, they're dealing, they have this goal and this objective they're trying to achieve. And they're still dealing with all these concerns from safety and then mental health and things that have gone on in their lives, trauma, things we don't even know about. But yeah, we expect them to perform. Um whenever we want them to, but yet people back home, if you wake up and there's just something little that is going on, or you just not feeling a certain way, you call out of work in a heartbeat, you know, mm-hmm. but we expect them to do their thing. So um, it's something that we've seen before, but I was still disappointed, you know, because of the stage that we were on. Um, I was happy that we didn't really have a lot of issues uh, surrounding health concerns there were some things going into it and there were questions whether they should play the games it it seemed like from everything we've seen that you know everything went off pretty well but um i can't say there was really any surprises to be honest with you i mean you know there were a couple of results of some events here and there that you know we weren't for sure about but there wasn't anything that really blew me away i guess yeah, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed the games. I able, I obviously, like I always do when it comes to Olympics, try to check out some stuff that I won't see every four years or maybe some stuff I haven't seen before at all. So, I mean, I watched a couple of the speed climbing heats. Pretty cool. I mean, I oh, it was it. rolling up the walls, yeah, man. I, could, I couldn't do it, but I watched a couple of them. Ain't no way. I give myself, maybe I can do two before I be exhausted. <laughs> man, it was rolling, man. Hell but yeah. I would love to see how that is, though. Like, I... I never been to Sky Zone, and we have one, you know, here close. But I, I you know, I don't know if that's something. I think the the Capitol Clubhouse. Um, yeah, they have a wall. Yep. Yeah. So now it's making me think, man, it wouldn't be bad to just see how it kind of is. But you're right. I mean, them guys are flying up the wall. Yeah, that I watched a couple. I watched some of that. I definitely watched my first of uh, matches of water polo, and a big thing you and I talk about all the time, and we stress that a lot, as we should. When you see people that look like you playing sports and doing things, you're more likely to watch it. So knowing that the United States women's water polo team's goalie was African-American, I was like, hey, 
gonna check it out. So I ended up watching like two or three of their matches. My first time watching water polo. I enjoyed that. And I, I also, I think I hit you up one day and was like, yo, this table tennis is fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched a little bit of table tennis too. So, I mean, I just try to submerge myself in the Olympic and the whole Olympic moment, man. I know it's only once every four years. Like I said, next one's not until 2024. I want to say is when we go to Paris. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to embrace it, watch as much as I could. I enjoyed it. Nah, I, you know, I'm with you. I did the same thing. Like you said, some, some, sometimes, some days kind of sort of pulled an all-nighter. And some days uh, we're doing things. We'll run home, kind of jump in the shower, do what I had to do, and run and just dive across the couch or a bed <laughs> and just kind of watch what was on, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, definitely tried to enjoy it. But, uh, hey. USA had the, the most goals and the most overall medals. So, you know, we'll take that. And you know what I, I will say? And I really like to, I like the unity that I, you know, I was able to see too with the countries. And, you know, we, we've been going through a lot um, over the last, you know, few, well, really longer than that. But it seemed like there's been a lot of stuff going on you know, recently as well. And, yeah, you know, to just see a lot of countries kind of come together, that seemed like that was a common message. And so that was cool. That, you know, that was cool. And um, I enjoyed it, man. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nah, as, as did I. As did I. So shout outs to all the Olympic athletes from the United States and all across the world that got a chance to, to play the sports they love and compete for their country. I'm sure it's an experience unlike any other. Uh, bringing things back home, Pat, of course, National Football League. We're getting ready to kick off our first full week of preseason games. Of course, we got a little taste of football last week with the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Then, of course, we had the Hall of Fame class inducted. Uh, this is one of those classes, man, as we get more and more of these classes, I don't know about you, but I feel more and more old as I see players and I'm like, yo, I feel like it was just yesterday that guy was on the field and nah, it wasn't yesterday. Some of these guys, it's been 10 years plus since they were on the field. So, I mean, some of the names of this class we just saw, uh, Charles Woodson, of course, Peyton Manning, John Lynch. We saw Megatron, Calvin Johnson get in there. Uh, we saw... Coach Flores from the Raiders, uh, Mexican-American. That's big. That's big, big, big from the NFL, from a diversity standpoint, uh, getting into the Hall of Fame. And, of course, we saw a member of the Cowgirls uh, make the Hall of Fame as well. <laughs> <laughs> make the Hall of Fame as well. You didn't and, say uh, Cowgirls, did you? Uh, I, that's what I call them. And then we had Troy Palomalu, <laughs> who I think could still get in the field and play right now. I mean, that's one of the – besides Sean Taylor, that's probably one of the, the most dynamic safeties I've ever seen in the NFL would be uh, Troy Palomalo being one of those jumping over the offensive linemen, 
to get tackles, people pulling his hair to tackle him. And the guy was just a playmaker for Pittsburgh. So overall, I thought it was a, a great weekend to celebrate football, celebrate the careers of these players. Can't forget Edron James, who I thought had a great speech uh, as well. So, I mean, once again, the NFL does a really good job. We, we criticize, or at least I criticize the NFL a lot for doing a lot of things wrong or being slow with a lot of things. But one thing they do get right is the Hall of Fame weekend. Yeah, nah, you know, you know, I, you know, I've always talked about it before and um, I love the Hall of Fame for all sports, but, you know, just focusing on the NFL right now. Um, it's always cool, man, to hear these guys stories. Some of them we're familiar with some of the bigger names, but sometimes like the older players that have been, you know, out of the spotlight for a while, it's kind of nice to go back and hear their stories here you know because the guys are funny you know they're they're coming up first of all they're honored to be there um so you hear that in their voice you know the you hear the respect for the game um you hear sometimes you hear the relief of being able to know i mean some guys know their name's going to get called right away or eventually and some guys are not for sure so they're out there for you know a minute and it's always cool to kind of hear those stories that are shared and to hear their journeys and to hear where they, you know, where they've came from. And I always love the stories about uh, who they thank along the way and things like that. So I always, you know, I always enjoy calls, call ceremonies and honors and stuff, but yeah, to come out and have these guys um, be celebrated. And this year, because of last year, you know, we had two classes, over the weekend so we we're able to go through that um i know you're excited about your guy your guy uh woodson charles woodson made it and i thought that you know i thought that was cool uh to see him in there of course peyton was in there paul tagley boo um, yeah yeah georgetown georgetown what he did georgetown basketball guy that was big there but of course what he did in the nfl you know to have him in there um, I'll go ahead and say it, man. I hate saying it, but you know, Jimmy Johnson did some work. I guess he did a little work in the league, man. So I give him a little credit. They ain't been the same since he left. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I'll say what Jerry Jones don't want to say. They ain't been the same since he left. <laughs> you know, it's funny with Jerry Jones. So he's, and of course, we know what he does, and you know, his position general manager, president, all them, you know, over the years. and it was funny. It was a while back. He, you know, he, he had a quote out there. He said something to the effect of, I would fire the GM if it wasn't me or something like that. So, you know, it, it, it kind of makes you think, you know, over time, you know, his decisions, I guess, making decisions off emotions and with his heart and stuff. But um, yeah, to see those guys make it, I thought it was pretty cool. Troy Palomaro, you know, hell of a player. You know, we got to see him and Ed Reed, you know, yeah. play. Yeah. In the NFL. Safeties, man. Yeah. Rivals, you know, team rivals. And and for those guys to go at it in battles, Isaac Bruce, uh, Edron James. Somebody made a good point the other day. I forgot who it was, but James was a beast, no doubt. But yeah, think about, sure. too, man, he comes in and he replaces Marshall Falk. You yep. know, he's the next guy, Marshall Falk, and still be able to kind of stand up and um be able to lead after that. It's a lot of pressure in a way, you know, to be a replacement for a guy like that. But 
Um, shout out to all those guys out there, man. I think everybody's name that was called deserved it. Um, so I think it was a huge honor. Look, I gotta say too, man, and say it. I know what you're gonna say. Say it. I had a, I had, I was, I had it locked and ready to go. So go ahead, Pat. <laughs> I, I, you know, I appreciate and I respect everybody, and I, you know, that that was honored that was able to get to the hall. And there's no knock on anyone because everyone there deserved to be it. But how in the world Brian Mitchell is not in the Hall of Fame? I don't understand it. You know, for a guy that did what he did, had the career that he had, um, to me, for him not to be in the Hall is ridiculous. You know, he's second place all time, only behind Jerry Rice, career total yards in the NFL. Um, he's led the NFL four times in total yards. I think that's only second to Jim Brown. So to not have Brian Mitchell in the hall of fame to me is ridiculous. And I don't know what it is, man. Like we give a lot of respect and we talk a lot about these voters and their accomplishments and stuff, but I think these guys need to be educated more. You know, they, they they need to be educated as far as football. Like, we always look at blue checks and who you work for <laughs> and thinking that you know everything. These guys aren't getting it right, man. These guys are not getting it right at all. And I've listened to different people say, well, maybe we should have a, um, a certain uh, group or we should change stuff, just specialists get it. No, I don't think you should do that. And maybe that would speed up the process of getting guys in, but that's getting away from the point about what it means to be a hall of famer. Brian Mitchell exactly. is a hall of exactly. Famer. He's a hall of famer. He should have already been in. Uh, it's a shame that he's not in. This guy was a football player. I mean, he came out, he balled day in, day out. He did whatever they needed to do. I mean, talk about college. He was a quarterback. He transitioned to a specialist in the NFL and he did a hell of a job for all these years so um i'm hoping that because devin hester's name has come up his time has come up i'm hoping that that will start the conversation about mitchell being in the hall i'm hoping that's what's going to happen but i think in the meantime everybody else has to step up too because not only does mitchell deserve to be in there uh not only should he have already been in the hall um but I just think the conversation needs to go forward, man. And Washington football, we talk a lot about Washington football, social media. They need to step their game up. They need to talk about this guy more. Um, I don't even know what this fan ambassador thing that Washington, Washington is doing, whatever it is. I don't, I don't totally understand all the criteria. Um, shout out to whoever's doing it or whatever. But shame on you if you're not talking about Brian Mitchell every chance you get. You need to be talking about this guy. You need to be promoting this guy. You need to be showing what he did uh, in the league. You need to do it every time. If you if you don't, you need to be off of the group or whatever it is. So I'll say it myself, every chance we get, we're going to talk about Brian Mitchell because he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, Pat said what he said. I'm going to take, take it a step further. If Devin Hester makes it to the NFL Hall of Fame before Brian Mitchell, you riot. True, true story. True story. I know we always cut clips for the podcast. You can cut that as a clip, Pat. If he makes it before Brian Mitchell, we ride. Because just off those two stats you mentioned alone, this man should be in the Hall of Fame. Just off those two stats. That's not, and those two stats aren't even the main 
the main thing he did throughout his career. Because if you say, oh, he only did it in Washington. Nah, when he went to the Eagles, he did the damn thing there as well. So I, it was a talent. The guy was a talented football player. And there's players in the NFL Hall of Fame right now that I would argue he should have been in before they were. Like, I think, if I, was, I mean, like you just said, does everybody in the class who got inducted deserve to be inducted? Absolutely. But if we're talking about we take it to another level of who should have gone in first, no offense, Brian, uh, Brian Mitchell goes into the Hall of Fame before an Isaac Bruce does. I'm sorry. In my opinion, he just does. If I had to pick one person of these, of these two classes that got inducted, he does. It's got to get it right. Like you said, they have to get it right. Over 23,000 total yards. That's only, like I said, it's only second to Jerry Rice. Um, Who's considered when, the greatest wide receiver of all time, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, a guy that just put in work day in, day out, man. I mean, and 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 not to mention, he also added some other stats too, right? Rushing and receiving. I mean, yep. we all know he can run the ball, but I mean, he's almost 2,000 yards rushing in his career. Uh, I think I could be wrong, but I think receiving, I think he's about 2,300 on that. Like I said, when you look at the total, the total yards, um, man, this guy should be in the hall. Now, and, and one thing I give Mitchell credit for, we know, we know who Brian Mitchell is. Brian Mitchell doesn't bite his tongue. Absolutely. Brian Mitchell feels a certain way he's going to say something. He knows that he should be in the hall. He said it. But in my opinion, he hasn't he hasn't gone as hard as he could as far as talking about it. And I think that's just because I heard a chance maybe he thinks. Yeah, I mean he's in the business, but that's why I go back to the original point. I think everybody else needs to step up. They need to do their job. So going back to like I said, Washington football, social media accounts, going back to this fan ambassador thing, going back to anybody that's connected to the program. I think everybody out there, they need to step up. They need to start talking about Mitchell's career, what he did. They need to start highlighting it. They need to put pressure on the Hall of Fame, um, put pressure on the voters, uh, educate the voters. Um, It doesn't just have to be offense and defense to make it in the Hall of Fame. Anybody that knows football that knows football games are not only one on the offense and defensive side. They're one with special teams. I mean, think about how many returns Mitchell had that ended in a touchdown. Think yeah. about how many returns he had that flipped the field, that set you up to score. Think about all those tight plays. We all look at people that, that have um, scored. We all look at that one tackle that saved it, saved a touchdown. You know, he did it on that end, too. So I go back to 2015 – and Ray Guy made it in. You know, he made it in as a punter. And, and I thought that was going to open the floodgates for all this, for everybody, I thought. Yeah, we were hoping. We were hoping that it would. Um, and we'll see what this Hester talk is, you know, what the Hester talk does for Mitchell's chances. But, I mean, the guy should be in, you know. And then if I wanted to extend it out further, if we want to talk about more Washington, Joe Jacoby should be in. Yep. You know, and if you really want to have a conversation – which I don't mind having Washington football. I'll talk to anybody, like I said, ambassadors, any fans, anybody, anybody outside, you know, let's start talking about Gary Clark. Thank you, sir. You know, if you, you want to have a conversation, I mean, Gary Clark, what over 60 touchdowns, you know, I feel 10, about Gary yards. Clark, you know, I think he was right under 700 catches. You want to talk about a guy that just played football 
was a part of Super Bowls. That's the thing, you know, thing with Mitchell too. I mean, he was on, you know, Mitchell, Mitchell and Clark, you know, Jacoby, I mean, arguably the greatest NFL team of all time. You know, when they when they when they just ran through the league and beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I mean, yep. I don't know if there's a better team out there than that. And, and when you say beat, they punished people. Like when you played that team, you didn't just leave a hurt feelings. Your body hurt because they ran over you. They hit you. They'd make you chase them all around the field. They dominated the league. Yeah, 91 team had everything, man. They had everything. And who do you think led the league? Who do you think led the league in uh, pump return yards that year? Uh, might have been that Brian Mitchell guy. I'm not sure though. I don't know too much about. I don't know too much about the football team in my backyard. <laughs> who do you think led the league in punt return touchdowns that year? Mm. I know who it wasn't. Wasn't Devin Hester? I'm not, and I'm not hating on Hester. A great player in his own right, but I, I think that maybe because he is a little bit more of that younger generation, some people see him in the flash and the pants. But at the same time, too, how many Super Bowl? titles and trophies that the bears bring i mean of course we all remember that game i remember like it was yesterday i went to go get some more nachos came back bears were up seven nothing <laughs> he ran it back he ran it back for a touchdown and that was like the big highlight for the bears of that super bowl but with brian mitchell i remember super bowl winning plays and i, I think that should matter but yeah if, i mean one thing's for sure in case you guys haven't caught on the nbs sports tower has brian mitchell's back for sure as far as getting him into the hall of fame who do you think was an all pro selection that year I could go on and on and oh, on. Man. Half our team. <laughs> half our team. I mean, Gary Clark's my guy. I mean, I just think about his size always coming to play. Like Gary Clark had an Allen Iverson type mentality, meaning like broken finger, bruised this, torn that. Man, tape me up. I'm playing, bro. Tape me up. I'm going. And when he got out there, he made plays. Yeah, no, nah, Clark definitely did. I mean, all pro, like you said, that year. Um, I was talking about Mitchell, but definitely Clark. I mean, Clark did his thing as well. And, and, you know, Clark was funny because we, you know, a lot of people talked about the guy just didn't practice. You know, he wasn't able to practice at times because he was so banged up. Yep. But who played on Sunday? You know, who showed up? And I think Clark in his own right. I mean, he was, what, four-time I want to say four, three or four, probably four pro, pro, pro Bowls. You know, I think he was an all-pro a year. Again, you know, a guy that just got the job done, guy that went out there and did, you know, did whatever he needed to do, you know, a member of the posse. And I don't know, man. Like yeah. I said, we can go on, but sure. again, yeah. man, the, you know, <laughs> the original point, we respect everyone that was honored. We respect the gold jackets that were handed out, but – uh, there's a guy that deserves to be in this group and should have been in there already. Yeah, my, my last point before I get off my soapbox about Gary Clark, we all know about the NFL. 5'9", 175 pounds. It's going, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> going to leave it at that because that don't happen these days, man. I'm just going to leave it at that. But, hey, talking about the NFL that's going on right now, Pat, we saw that Lamar – Jackson was taken off the COVID-19 list by the Baltimore Ravens. He's back at practice after going through his second bout with COVID-19. And I, for one, thought, man, if it was me, I know everyone's different. It's my second time getting this virus. They have a, they have a vaccine readily available now. It used to be like trying to find Jesus almost to get the vaccine. And now you can go almost anywhere, CVS, Walgreens, wherever, to get the vaccine. And in some of his comments talking to reporters, uh, Jackson still 
researching the vaccine, still needs to get some more information on the vaccine and talk to talk to teammates and coaches before he makes a decision. And I know a lot of athletes have been saying it's a personal decision as far as when people ask them if they've been vaccinated or not. And I, I get that. But I, I got to say, Pat, man, we've been in this thing for almost two years now. What, what And you work for the NFL, where I know you have a lot more research at your fingertips than I do or that you do. What do we still need to find out? What do we still need to learn? Yeah, I mean, listening to it, it doesn't it doesn't sound right. I mean, like I say, you know, it's second time having it. And, you know, I don't know, man. I, 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 you know, I've had different opinions on some of this stuff. And uh, me personally, I took it. um, And I will share that I think my intentions of taking it were probably leaning there going into it. But there was a point where I kind of questioned stuff. Like I said, I didn't talk to anybody about it. I didn't share my thoughts or feelings with anybody. But just inside my own head, um, I thought about some different things and I got on the internet and I got in Google search. And you know where Google and Twitter searches can go. <laughs> yeah. Google and Twitter searches can take you to all kinds of places. So I ended up signing up for it through my job and I signed up right away. But that night and that morning, I, I'd be lying to you if, if I didn't say I started having second thoughts. Ultimately, I ended up taking it. I, take, I took my appointment, took it, didn't have no problems. Man, I'm glad, you know, man, I'm glad I took it, whatever. So I say all that to say I don't have a problem with people having different feelings about it. And I'm not necessarily going to kill a guy for not wanting to take it or not being sure. I I just think people should be careful of what they say and how they say it. You know, in Lamar's situation, I don't think he said anything too crazy over the top. I mean, the fact that he had it twice, that kind of makes you think right there. Maybe you should protect yourself and maybe you should think about people around you. But I mean, I've heard other guys say worse things. Yeah. Cole I mean, let's go to Buffalo. Cole, Cole Beasley comes to mind. Yeah, you go to Buffalo, Cole Beasley, and 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 what's the other guy, the big guy on the line? Uh, John, I can't remember his last name. Yeah, he I'm gonna, said put, I'm gonna butcher crazy. it. Yeah, he's you know he said some crazy stuff. Like I'm not with that. Like I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. I mean, them guys need some PR work. Like we talk a lot about branding <laughs> and PR stuff, but you know, for some of the stuff to come out and say, I think is you know is foolish and reckless. Um. We're going to see, man. I mean, they, you know, they put the thing back out about, about, you know, if, if potentially games have to be missed, will teams have to forfeit? And we talked a lot about pay. So we'll see if that changes any minds. And, um, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know, man. I mean, I personally took it. So, of course, I'm going to say I would tell people to take it and be safe. Um, I respect now because because you go down to now, I'm not saying that all these people have it because a lot of them. I mean, a lot of these reasons for not taking this political for a lot of people. True. But I agree. Are there that. some situations where medical it's because of religious beliefs and medical? Yeah. I mean, you got to think about that. Um. Uh, and that's the part that has me not wanting to attack people right away when they say they're not for sure. Mm-hmm. And we're going to uh, talk about we're going to talk about situation almost along those lines later on in the show as well, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I guess me personally, that has me kind of kind of not wanting to say a lot about some people's stuff. But, you know, a couple of other people have made some crazy comments out there. Lamar, I mean, I wish him the best, man. I wish him the best. I wish him personal health. I mean, you've had it twice. That would make you think that maybe you need to be careful from what some people are saying. He actually showed some symptoms this last time. Maybe that's a wake-up call. Maybe his teammates can get to him. Uh, I'm not for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to share. I, I took the vaccine as well. And for me, it was it was a bunch of things. I mean, obviously, personal reasons, having parents that are elderly. I didn't want to, I didn't want to put them in danger and not be able to visit them. Uh, also, work. I mean, being in the restaurant industry, wearing a mask when it's a hundred over a hundred degrees sometimes in the, in the area where I, where I work at, it was important for not just myself, but my staff. I mean, something I shared with you, Pat, I was on a mission to get my entire staff vaccinated. And in two weeks time, I got my entire staff vaccinated so I could feel not just myself feel safe, but they could feel safe around each other. And then the third reason why I was really adamant about getting the vaccine was I'm a social person. I like to go to bars, happy. I'm, not, I'm Mr. Happy hour. I like to go to sporting events, <laughs> things, sporting events, things like that. And I mean, I couldn't guarantee that everybody around me that was not part of my inner circle was vaccinated, but I wanted to do what can I do to make myself feel most comfortable short of trying to cut a hole in a mask and drink a drink <laughs> through the mask that way is to get vaccinated. And then when I do go out, I could feel I could feel a lot more comfortable than what I was, because I mean, you and I talked a lot last year. There was there was some rough spots last year pre vaccine where it was just like, yeah, you can you can watch Netflix and you can prime video and pick up a hobby but sometimes you just want to go outside and socialize man it was you had it was almost like a life or death choice literally for some people last year and doing that kind of stuff yeah now nah, we all want to get back you know we all want to get back to to life you know the regular life and, and you know i you know and i think a lot of people hearing that we're having some setbacks here and there i think that's kind of scaring people and hopefully that's making people make you know, the right, you know, the right decisions and or smarter decisions, I guess I should say. But yeah, um, the last thing I'll say about this topic is, I mean, with the NFL and the rules they have implemented right now. So if I cause a COVID-19 outbreak with them amongst my team so bad that it causes my team to forfeit, not only does my team not get paid, but the opposing team doesn't get paid. Can you imagine being that guy? When your decision now is affecting what close to you, I mean, you count staff too, Pat, your decision could affect what 120 people, if not more, we're not even counting their families. 
I'm just talking about, let's say you have an outbreak through your whole facility, your coaching staff, support staff, the teams, and, and now both teams don't get paid. I can't imagine being that guy when it's on me. Woo. Yeah, I mean, that's what I started with when we were talking about it. I talked about, you know, the, the pay. And, you know, look, this has been – this was in the language last year. So this isn't exactly brand new. I know it's been talked about and everybody kind of went crazy online when when it was out there. But this was kind of out there last year. It just never never quite happened or was talked about. Now, the part that you just told me that I did not know, uh, and I'll be honest, I did not know that the opposing team – would lose yeah. their check too. Yeah. I thought it was just the team, you know, just the team and players. So yeah, I mean, this opens up another layer. It peels back another layer to the whole thing. So I thought it was just the, you know, the team that forfeited. But either way, they had to figure it out. And look, on the bright side, we don't want this whole thing to be all doom and gloom. On the bright side, it sounds like numbers are going up. Like I know, just speaking, just you know, Washington. You know, Washington started out and even they were at the bottom and they moved up a little bit. They're still 28. They're still low, but it looked like um, I think it was uh, for the Washington Post. I think it was Nikki Javala. Uh, I think she reported that Washington is now up to 86 percent have either had both shots or one shot at least. So it looked like they're kind of moving in the right direction and. You know, for Washington, that's good because we went from what? What was it like sixty yeah, percent at one like, point? Yeah, high fifties. Yeah. But, so for them to move up a little bit, I mean, that's progress. Maybe not sure. what a lot of people want it. That's progress. And then for them to have it to be there and be twenty eighth, that just shows you that a lot of other people uh, are doing better with it. So, look, the NFL was able to pull off the year last year. Yeah, there were some hiccups. So that's that also Tuesday, that Tuesday game. <laughs> yeah. But is it, you know, it was encouraging with all things considered. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just, you I'm know, just, that thought you know, that football game on a Tuesday was just so random to me, but it's better than no football. Yeah. But wasn't it? Now, now look, I'm talking of a guy that's just looking for stuff to watch on TV. But how cool was that to be able to have games Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? You know, I think even one, I don't know. I could be wrong. Was Baltimore and Pittsburgh on a Wednesday, maybe, or something? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Nah, you're right. Yeah. I, think, I think Kansas City was a Tuesday, and I think Baltimore played Pittsburgh on a random Wednesday. You're right. Yeah, we beat Pittsburgh. I'm speaking. I say we. I'm saying Washington because you know where I'm at. But I think our one of our games got moved to a Monday because so it was like it's kind of crazy because we don't want these things to happen, but we actually benefited. I think as a fan on a on a few of them, but. You know, we don't want guys to get sick, of course, and we don't want people to be affected. So, yeah, um, and I'm ex- I'm excited for Week One. I mean, we got we get a chance to see. I mean, so all the rookies, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. Uh, we get to see what does uh, Mac Jones in New England look like, and all, obviously our own home team. What's Washington look like? Uh, so the preseason is a chance to see a lot of young players. You got depth because I mean, one thing about the NFL that you and I will agree on: Pat injuries happen. So you want to know who's the backup guard, who's our backup tackle. God forbid our running back tear something. Who's the backup running back? So you get to find out a lot about your depth uh, and your rookie class during the preseason. That's why I keep my eye on. Yeah, I like the preseason, man. A lot of people were like, don't care about it as much or they can't stand it. Uh, I'm not that guy. I like watching it. For one, we haven't had football since the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it just gives us something to watch. Um, two, I'm, I'm a sports fan. 
you know, three, we're doing this pod. We talk about sports. So why wouldn't I want to, <laughs> you know, but content, content, content. Yeah. I mean, it's the first action since the Super Bowl. Why not, man? You know, I watched a decent amount of the Dallas and Pittsburgh. I'm looking forward. Same. I'm looking forward to Thursday. And then look, with this being so, of course, we've we've cut down on preseason games, which seemed like a lot of people were happy with. So now instead of four, now you have three. So now to me, it's going to be interesting to see um, who plays, who plays now. Like, you know, the veterans, the guys that you know, spots are already accounted for. You know, some of them may miss some time, but now you know, the guys are kind of either the second string or guys that are, that are kind of out there uh, in balance a little bit. Now those guys have to fight even harder. I mean, I don't know if these guys are revving it up and practice more to kind of simulate some of that, or now it's going to be able to see everything's going to be more, you know, up for grabs in the preseason. So I'm interested to see the uh, coaching decisions as far as who they go with, how much time they get, what they're looking for. So to me, that's um, that, you know, you know, that's definitely going to be something interesting I'll give you a quick sneak peek. We'll talk about it more when the season gets closer, but I will go out and say, um, I think the number one thing I'm looking for, and I don't know how much he's going to play in the preseason or not, but one thing that I do have my eye on for this NFL season, um, I want to see what Matt Stafford does, man. I've been a Stafford fan and i just thought that kind of the situation wasn't ideal uh but to see him with the rams man that's something that i'm gonna be keeping my eye on and uh i want to see how that goes down this year so yeah he's been my fantasy quarterback forever he puts up i want to you're right we're gonna find out was just padded stats or is he a elite quarterback in the nfl i mean this is the best team he's ever played on so i'll be something to keep an eye on for sure we're talking about the nfl coming back First week of preseason kicks off on Thursday. Another league that's coming back is uh, after the Olympic break. We've got the WNBA also, Pat, uh, making the return. Of course, as we get ready to rev things up, Seattle Storm have that number one seed right now, sitting there at 16-5, and five, and our own Washington Mystics are 8-10. and 10. They're in the eighth slot right now. And, of course, we got some really, really encouraging news I'll, I'll let you share yesterday if you're a Washington Mystics fan. Yeah, I'm excited for the season to come back, man. Um We've talked about again. We've talked about it many times. I know what I I know what I know, and I know what I like. And I've been a, you know I've been a supporter of the WNBA, so um, I would be watching games regardless. Um, I like the sport. I like what they're doing. I like what the league is doing. But the season starts back out uh, back up. I'm sorry on you know on Thursday. Um, you talked about Washington, uh, Elena Deladon has been getting some work in so we'll see this is what we've been waiting for yep amongst other things you know but the big one has been um elena so she's been starting to do some things and we'll see i think they're going to kind of uh they're going to kind of take it day by day that's what a lot of people reported uh you know i saw a clip of uh coach tebow talking about it so we're excited man we were just able to get natasha cloud back um on the last game before break and to be able to get Deladon back would be huge. So to be able to add to what, you know, what these ladies have been doing, I think will be, uh, will be awesome, man. So I'm excited about that, but just the league itself, man. Um, 
Thursday, the Sun and Storm are going to play. And then I think uh, I think Sunday we'll have some more games. I know that's when the Mystics – the Mystics play the Aces on Sunday. So I'll definitely be locked in for that. Yeah. One thing I want to ask you, I want to stay on, I want to stay on a basketball talk, but right. because we brought WNBA up, um, so the Sudden Storm are going to play on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, the Mystics have played a game on Prime before already. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think about being on Prime? I liked it. I liked it the first game I watched on Prime. So I will say I liked it. Uh, I guess I, I guess it's easy for me to say that because I have Prime, so I can watch it. As do but, I. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the games being on Prime? And then, are you are you a bigger Prime guy or Netflix guy? Ooh, uh, I say I'm a bigger Netflix guy. I think when I go to Prime, I go for specific shows. Like I mean, there's a like I something I always say. The original series on Amazon Prime that I've watched, I've yet to find one that's not fantastic. From Bosch to, um, golly, now it's escaping my mind, to uh, what is the adventure series? Come on. Harrison Ford was in the movies, and now they made it into an actual series. But that's on Amazon Prime as well. All their original programming, I've yet to watch one that's not good. Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton is fantastic. And I like the sports aspect because it gives you a chance to hear and new voices and see new faces. Like the Thursday night is awesome. If you watch Thursday night football, it's Bucky Brooks who played in the NFL and was a scout for the Carolina Panthers. It's uh, Daniel Jeremiah who was a scout for the Baltimore Ravens. And he has a great podcast with Bucky Brooks. I listen to a lot called move the sticks. And then joy Taylor is on there as well. And what they do is basically they're breaking down. They, they go in depth. They're breaking down plays. Oh, the middle linebacker should have seen that. He didn't see the pick play to go over the screen. Then Joy is basically color commentary. So, again, it's a chance for you to see new people, hear new voices. And the way it's presented, I just – I like it. If, like, if you're a hardcore football fan, the Thursday night football on Prime is dope. Yeah, I'm going to have to check. I'm going to have to check it out. I, I just recently subscribed to Prime. Uh, baseball. They got baseball there too as well. Yeah, it's been a few months um, that I've been on there, so I haven't I haven't I haven't experienced the NFL part yet. But I will say, um, watching why well, I've been on Prime more than Netflix recently. You know, I've been on Prime a little more, watching stuff on there, just watching old stuff and searching for stuff. So yeah, I was just I was just curious, man. And like I said, the game I'll be on there. Um, trying to watch. I'm gonna start out with the Washington uh, preseason game on Thursday, and we'll kind of see how that goes. But I'm gonna try to check out a little bit of the Storm and Sun Sun game Thursday. But you know, WNBA Seattle, Seattle's the number one uh, number one seed right now. They're in the number one position. The WNBA. Uh, then you have Las Vegas, then Connecticut. So you got number one versus number three facing off on Thursday talked about our mystics our mystics excuse me they're in the eighth spot right now we talked a little bit about them when we had kareem copeland on uh recently so we'll see how they do man having um having cloud back we'll see if del don can get back out there we'll see if this little break has been good for them to kind of get fresh they've already shown they can play with anybody even being shorthanded yeah they shown they can play with anybody. I mean, they've had some games. I think they want to forget, like a lot of teams. That so happens. we'll kind of see what happens in the second half. Yeah. 
Now, in the time we're living in right now, I mean, obviously with the with the murder of George Floyd and everything that's been happening with police brutality, which is still continuing, uh, we see that now everyone's awareness or almost everyone's awareness is heightened as far as like when you see things that are sensitive. Like one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about happened a couple of weeks ago, but I'm pretty sure you saw it, Pat, was like Juventus uh, soccer team, powerhouse soccer team over there in Europe, uh, post something on social media where the person was using their fingers to make their eyes look slanted like they were almost Asian and they didn't understand why that was offensive. And then hours later, Juventus issued a statement apologizing for that. So everyone's at heightened awareness when they see things that they think or are blatantly racist. So with that being said, Miami Marlins taking on the Colorado Rockies in a baseball game. The mascot, and man, watch your words, Joe, I don't want to lose any sponsorships, but the mascot <laughs> for the Colorado Rockies name is Dinger, D-I-N-G-E-R. And a fan was trying to get his attention to get the mascot to come closer for an apparent picture. Obviously, stadiums not being as full as they are, we are hearing and seeing everything now, Dave, which is kind of cool. And so the fan was screaming, apparently, the mascot's name, Dinger, Dinger. And everybody took it as him saying the N-word, including the member of the Miami Marlins who was told later what was said. And so, of course, the, the, the court of public opinion, a.k.a. social media, was just on fire, uh, roasting the fans around that person, the, the Colorado Rockies, MLB. Calmer heads prevailed. They were able to get the audio. I mean, with today's technology, you can really single out things and find out things. They were able to determine that the fan, in fact, was saying dinger. But just a, a case, Pat, where, man, I mean, that poor fan, the Wolves were out quick on this one, quick. Yeah, I mean, they were out there. Like I said, uh, Lewis Brunson was at the plate for the Marlins. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, it sounded like it to me. And when I go back and when I look at that original clip, uh, it still sounds like it. Now, we know now we, you know, we have a little more you know, the investigation and people around and we know the mascot was close and the guy was looking at him. So I understand that part. I understand the dinger and the pointing over to the mascot and why he's screaming for a mascot. I don't know. I guess it's a whole different. Hey man, got to do it for the grand pack. Got to do it for yeah. the grand But I'm not going, I'm not going to fake to you, man. It sounds like it to me. It sounds like it to me. Like, Matter of fact, when the first tweet came out, someone retweeted it. I think I was on the show account at the time. Somebody retweeted it. And I think the caption was just, uh, it, it, it didn't have the N-word in it or it didn't say someone said the N-word. It just said something like disgusting or, or disgrace or something. I don't know what it was. But I clicked the video. And when I listened to it myself, it sounded like that to me. Um. So I don't know if this was a situation where people are just sitting around just waiting. Hey, man, let's come up with a situation where we can say somebody being right. Like, I don't think that's what it was. I think people legitimately thought that's what he said. So I think the outrage and I think I think people's feelings and thoughts. I can see where people are coming from. Oh, me too. Me too. I, I watched so it to twice. come back out. You know, to come back out now and now they've looked into it, I think they, they did what they were supposed to do, the MLB and Colorado or whoever was involved, all, all that were involved. I think now we come back and we see a little more, but 
I wouldn't put this down as a people jumping the gun type situation. I mean, somebody posted it. They thought that's what it sounded like. Shit, they got me. I and thought me. that's what they said too. Oh, I was fired up. Yep. Yeah, I thought that's what they said. So I look at it as if if he was calling for the mascot, I would say it's an unfortunate situation, but I wouldn't lump it in with a here we go again type thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was yeah. a Karen type incident at all. Yeah, I, think I would put it come- far away from that. And that, and I wouldn't blame anybody. Like, yeah. I wouldn't blame the MLB. I wouldn't blame Colorado. I wouldn't blame um, Brunson. I, you know, whoever posted it, like, I wouldn't blame anybody. Like, to me, when I listen to it now, I don't know about you, but when I listen to it now, it still sounds like that. The original clip, it still sounds like that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yeah, when I first heard it, I mean, I, I had no doubt that he said it. And my outrage wasn't even, I was outraged, obviously, about him saying it, but I was more outraged that nobody did anything. All those fans just sat there because, I mean, I'm a huge soccer fan and I know in Europe, oh my God, I could have a whole podcast about the craziness on Europe. I mean, I've seen things from fans making the monkey chant to fans throwing bananas when a black player is taking a corner kick. Uh, I've seen guys playing soccer in Europe grab the ball and walk off the field in tears because they're being called all kinds of racist epithets on the field. But I always thought in the back of my mind, that's Europe. That couldn't happen at a sporting event here and that fan leave un, un, leave unscarred is always the way I thought. Could somebody at a, at a, a sporting event in America drop an N-bomb? Sure they could, but they're probably going to leave in a hospital stretcher because they're going to get beat down by white fans, black fans, Asian fans, whatever, the fan group. No one's going to just sit there and allow it to happen. So that's what that was like almost a bigger shock to me than him saying it. I was like, man, no one like no one, the umpire ain't going to turn around. The person selling peanuts ain't going. Nobody's going to say something at all. Well, that that's was a big thing. shock to me. Well, that's the thing. So here it is to me, like, 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 this is the way I'm looking at it. When we listen to the audio, when we listen to that video, it's not a hundred percent clear. Right. But it sounds like he's saying that. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like everybody's talking about why anybody do anything. Well, let's just say he is yelling dinger. If I'm sitting right beside him, I'm going to hear it clearer, right? Yeah, you're right. So that's why everybody didn't say, oh, my God, you know, you ain't getting out of here. You know, because they, they, everybody around them probably heard it. Dinger, dinger, dinger. So they're probably like, oh, man, why is this, why is this dude yelling at the mascot like that? You know, chill out, man. You're going, you know, you're doing too much, you know, as the kids say. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's probably what happened. And that's why no one did that. So there they heard it as dinger, dinger, dinger. Oh, my God, this guy's probably been yelling all game and or been doing other stuff all game. Um, so they probably heard it as that. That's why they didn't do anything. We just hear that one clip, which sounds like the N word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think that's the difference right there. And, I, you know, so, I, you know, I don't know, man, it, it, you know. All those type things happening in sports and in other stadiums and stuff. Yeah. Maybe not at the same same type situation or same degree. You know, if you would have played me that or somebody told me that was happening in Boston, I would have said, yep, I believe yeah, it. Absolutely. Yep, I would you too. Know, if you would have told me it was happening at a soccer match somewhere, I'd say, yep, I believe it. You know, so the, I guess I guess it was so random the way it was posted and it did sound like that. I think that's why the reaction came the way it came. And now to see some investigation into it, now we're getting a little bit more info and we're trying to figure out what's going on, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I mean, you said if you said that in New Orleans, like I said, you're you're leaving with a police escort and some ice packs in your face. You're not you're not going back to your seat and enjoying the rest of the game uh, at all. But hey, man, let's uh, slide away from the sports world for a little bit and talk a little bit about some entertainment, some music. I don't know about you, Pat, but last week I was trying to find them. I, I couldn't find them. I don't own any. I thought I did. It's almost a, it was a requirement when we were in high school, but I don't have any any Tims anymore that I could put on. Still got my <laughs> Nike, still got Nike boots because you can't live in the DMV and not own a pair. I got two, but I was trying to find them because we had that the locks versus Dipset versus battle, uh, and like I thought, the locks washed them, wiped the floor with those guys. I mean, the Dipset might have had their moments, but I mean, once again. Jada Kiss just proven why he's one of the best MCs to ever do it. And shout out to Styles P and uh, Sheik Luch as well. I mean, those guys are no slouches. They, they came out there, put on a great show, great performance. I think the thing that impressed me the most about the locks was rap, like they were rapping, rapping. It wasn't playing a track and then walking around, bobbing their head. They were just play the beat. We know our rhymes word for word still. And when they tried to call out different members of the locks for not being able to rap, oh, they showed off. I mean, they tried to call, they tried to talk about Sheik and not being a rapper and look how big he is and blah, blah, blah. Came out there, roasted him. Uh, you, you got Cam, looked like he was about to be an auditioning for a Scarface, the way he was dressed. You could tell he loved that Miami life. But I just thought overall, a, a really good event. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was locks all night long for me. We talk a lot about, and I know I, you know, I definitely say a lot about it. We talk a lot about matchups and situations and expectations and stuff. Um, that was a bad matchup for Dipset. If we're going to try to tie into the sports world, that was a bad matchup. And I'll give you a couple reasons why I think. First of all, locks, those guys have skills. Um, they're home just like they were home, just like Dipset was supposed to be from home. I guess the guys living in different places or whatever. But these guys are New York all day. All day, every day. These guys have skills. And Jada's been through this before. J this is Jada's second time being on Versus. He's had the experience. Now, yeah, he was he was feeling kind of good the first time <laughs> against Fabulous. But if you notice. Focused. He didn't seem like he was drunk that night, did he? He was locked in, bro. He was this locked guy in. knew 
he knew what was going on. Look, this is another term that's gonna that that's already been overblown, and I know people are gonna run into the ground. And I'm gonna say it one time. This is gonna be the only time you're ever gonna hear me say it. I'm never gonna say it again. I'm never gonna put it on Twitter. I'm never gonna type it. Jada knew the assignment. Oh no, Pat. <laughs> this guy has been through it. He's seen, he joked about the whole thing with Fad. He was drunk. People made jokes. This one was more personal, though. There was a lot of talk. He came in focused. He went after them. And I think that's I think that's why we got what we got. Yep. And a whole new generation of kids now are realizing that this guy is a beast. I, I'm sure if we went on the streaming websites and see where his music was before the verses and after, not just him, but the locks in general. Because I know for me, the day of the battle, I listened to their first two albums front to back. And then the day after, I listened to a bunch of Jada Kiss solo albums. So, I mean, if I'm doing it, I know there's a whole bunch of people doing the same thing. But I just, I, you know, I think I think with with those guys, they came out. I mean, those guys were introduced first. They came out. They seen Michael Buffer. Focus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had the guys. They had people in the crowd. Fat Joe. You know, you had New York was there. Like I said, you had that whole vibe. Those guys were introduced first. They came out. They wanted to go right to work. They were like, let's go. Let's go. You know, of course, Dipset came out a little later cam was a little delayed those guys you 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 know you could see it those guys the locks were getting a little irritated they wanted to get the battle they didn't want all them extra people on the stage they just wanted to go shot for shot they had an agenda they knew exactly what they wanted to do and they wanted to come out and um i think i have it up there red and meth is my favorite but i think i can put the locks and Dipset at number two after watching it. After watching it, and I went back and I kind of skimmed through some of the replay stuff. Uh, I think I can put that one at the second at uh, you know the number two spot for me. Um, hmm. I didn't really think about that. I got I got to think about that one. Definitely top. Yeah, I don't know. Top four for sure. Obviously, I mean, like I said, I was, I was never a fan of the Dipset. It was personal for me. It was personal for Joe Cardoza. Damn it! Last week, <laughs> I never, I never liked those cats, man. The flamma blamma. We were in pink fur coats, and nah, I just wasn't feeling it. It was, it was not, it was not my vibe. I was always a locks guy, so I, I would have been really disappointed had they lost. But like you said, once Michael Buffner introduced those guys, I saw how they came out there ready, to, ready for war. I knew it wasn't going to be no contest, and, and it wasn't. Dang, and the memes dang. have been great. The memes have been fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they have. Have you seen the one with um, our boy Wole with Urban Sports Scene? He posted one where uh, they took the Pippen and Jordan, the flu game. I call it the hangover game, but they took that, and they put, and they replaced it. They replaced it with Jada and, and Styles. Have you seen that one? <laughs> nah. You got to share that joint with me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm carrying all. But you know, I, you know, I think I think Jada, you know, Jada came out, man. I mean, he came out. I think the energy was there. I think the motivation was there. I mean, he started freestyling. Um, they, you know, they had an agenda. They had an agenda, and all that, all that camera, bam, bam, flam, flam, spam, oh. spam, jam. You know, none of that could save him. <laughs> nope. None of that could have saved him. Nope. 
old boy wasn't going to beat anything they were throwing out there at all, man. But yeah, the verses has been a good a good thing to come out of quarantine or out of the uh, pandemic, excuse me, if I have to say, is the versus concept from Timberland and Swiss Beats. Shout out to those guys. Good to see it still continuing, and I hope it continues uh, in the future. Uh, still, rolling, still rolling with music, Pat. We had Nas uh, drop a new album, King Disease 2. Uh, I guess my first question is, have you heard it yet? Yeah, I did listen to it, man. I was able to check it out. Um, I like it, man. I like it. Same, I was, uh, I, you know, de- definitely was looking forward to hearing it. Um, I've only gone through a play and a half so far. So I think I, I still have to kind of digest it a little more. But the first initial play, uh, I liked it. And then I gave it another another half spin. I went and there were certain tracks that I went to go listen to again. So I say give me to Friday. I probably can get another listen in and probably get another idea. But uh, the first initial thought or initial feeling was I enjoyed it. I'm glad he put it out. Um, and we need it, man. We need it for the rotation. You know, we need it for hip hop. We need it for guys like us. They still have that connection to the past. We need it. Um, I'm still stuck on the nobody. The nobody track with Lauren Hill. You know, have different feelings about that. You know, like I said, as someone that was at Merriweather. <laughs> Who has been victimized. <laughs> yeah, as somebody that's been in that, I still have some feelings. You know, I respect her creative process. And I know, I know the entertainers and artists go through a lot of stuff that we don't know. But as someone that sat on that hill <laughs> in Not the heat, <laughs> in the heat, and was waiting, you know, I have some different feelings about that line. You know, I'm saving souls, and y'all can complain about my lateness. I have some questions, Miss Hill, but you know, I'm just going to enjoy the music right now. <laughs> Don't step inside a reader pack. Yeah, no, nah, I liked it too, man. I, I, I thought that, uh, I mean, the Nobody track I thought stood out to me. Uh, I, I need Lauren Hill to get back into the studio and, and do what she do. I mean, to, to not hear her on the track for a long time, I enjoyed that. I only listened to it once. I need to listen to it again too myself. Uh, YKTV I thought was a, a good bridge of the old school and the new school type of deal to see those guys uh, collab. Uh, brunch on Sundays. You know, I'm, I'm a brunch guy, but that song was tight. It's the vibe. Like, that's a song I can it sound corny, but that's something I can see myself playing, heading to brunch or leaving brunch. It's a, a real cool, laid-back vibe. And then anybody who knows me knows that I ride hard and I stand hard for a couple of MCs. Uh, Jay-Z, Royce the Five Nine. Those guys can do no wrong. And Eminem is one of those guys, too. But, yo, Eminem with EPMD on that EPMD 2 track, unnecessary. Uh, not impressed with M at all. I'm sorry, bro. That just that wasn't it. From spelling the tortilla chips and dipping with rips. What, what are we talking about, dog? The accents, the the fast and slow. The track was going on a, in a good vibe in a good direction already. We're just having EPMD on it. I, I think maybe you could have had M just like do the hook and I'd have been satisfied. But that verse was just. And I saw the video yesterday that Hit Boy Nas put out thanking Eminem, the goat, for being on the track. I, I was not feeling that joint at all. And I know a lot of Eminem verses, speaking as a stand, I've, I've listened to some of his songs three or four times where I finally get all the wordplay and all the end of windows and all the, the, the beats, offbeat, onbeat, and wordplay. Nah, that's not going to happen with this one. I can listen to that song 10 times. His verse will never sound good to me. 
Yeah, I'm on it. I, you know, I liked it. I like the EPMD too, joint. Like I said, obviously I'm an EPMD uh, fan anyway. So like, you know, I like hearing them. I wait, I, you know, I'm waiting for that new album they're supposed to put out. But uh, I wasn't as hard on the M verse. Is it the greatest thing we've heard in a long time? No, but, you know, it kind of is what it is. De- you know, Death Row East was something that I enjoyed. Um on there too but like i said i want to give a couple more listens to it um but i definitely enjoyed hearing Nas back i ain't look i haven't been the biggest even though look Nas got a classic well um, of course and he has other tracks too he's other tracks out there too i i haven't been the biggest Nas guy but i respect the work same you know i respect the work i respect what he does so to have him come out with the album man um i enjoyed it I don't know what Kanye doing. I'm trying to give him a chance. I don't know if he's still doing push-ups in the in the stadium or what. I'm done with that cap, bro. Uh, I'm waiting for that to come. I know different people have talked about different leagues, uh, different stuff that's been out there. So I'm waiting on that one, um, and we'll see if we can get it. But you know, thank you to Nas for giving us something to to kind of rock to for a little bit. I'm I'm done with Kanye until he goes back to the rock the Rockefeller Kanye. I, I can't. I, I mean, hey, respect your spiritual journey. All praises due, but I, I can't do 14, 16 tracks of the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. I, I need the Gold Digger. I need the um, Slow Down. I, I need I need that. I need the Jesus Walks was a tight song was a good track. Uh, two words. I need that Kanye West. If he ever comes back, that's that's what I need. But this new age Kanye. Yeah, I, I, I can do without. Can do without. <laughs> not feeling it, man. Speaking of not feeling it, uh, Suicide Squad Two is out, uh, available on HBO Max. And if you're still one of those people that's brave enough to go sit in a the movie theater with strangers with no mask on, more power to you. Not judging, but I'm judging. Uh, that movie is out. Got a chance to check it out yesterday. I liked it, Pat. Uh, for, I took it for what it was. I, I knew what it was. It was a comedy type of deal. You, you can't think that's a serious DC comic movie. It's not Batman Begins or anything like that, or Superman. It's, it's Suicide Squad. Uh, a lot of funny moments. I definitely laughed a lot. I thought it was interesting to see John Cena in a different kind of character role, different kind of light. Uh, I think the, the young lady who plays, I forgot her name, I should have wrote it down, who plays Harley Quinn, it just she has that role in the bag, bro. I mean, it's, it's, she does a great job every time she plays that role. But I thought overall it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. But the last 30 minutes... It was a little long winded. I was about to hit him with the off button. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm glad I didn't, but I never thought about it. Yeah, I think it's Margot Robbie. I think is a is, is, you know as a lady that plays right Gwen. Yeah, uh, I liked it, man. Look, I told you, I finally, I finally beat some people to a movie. Like I'm the guy that's always late to the party, you know, and I'm just flipping through and. I saw somebody post something that was on HBO Max. So I jumped. I said, you know what? I'm going to watch it. So I ended up uh, flipping over and I ended up watching it. And I think it was pretty cool, man. A couple of things, a couple of pro- a couple, well, not problems, but a couple of things that happened that I, I, you know, I couldn't get over and it took me a while. First of all, Bloodsport. I can't stop thinking about Stringer Bell whenever I see Elba in anything. Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, Stringer, you know, so I kind of got past that. The other part was um, my man, Pete Davidson, man. 
like a, a five second cameo. Yeah, but look, it is, I didn't, it is I didn't Margaret know. Robbie. You're right. It is Margaret Robbie. I didn't know either until you told me. Yeah, look, I didn't. Well, look, I'm not, not, not that I study her career on and on and on and on, but you know, when I watch a movie, a lot of times, you know, I'll watch it. And after that, I'll go online and I'll look at the cast and I'll look at what they've done and I try to look at, you know, different things on it. So, especially if we're talking, this isn't the case, but. Anytime I watch a movie that's based off something real, I like to compare it to the facts and stuff. Anyway, um, I did look her up. So that, you know, that uh, that's why her name came up. But uh, Pete Davidson, I didn't know he was going to be in it. So I'm watching it and I see him in there and I'm like, what the heck? And then, of course, he doesn't last long. You know, he ends up getting killed. <laughs> but it felt like I was watching SNL. It felt like I was watching one of his skits. Like, I forgot his character on SNL, but... What's the little skit they do when he's on there? He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, you know? And it's always something crazy happens with him. And that's what it felt like I was watching. It felt like it was, it could, that could have been a skit on Sinai Live. And, um, but I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I don't really have a crazy take one way or the other. I thought it was funny, a little bit of action. Um, I have HBO Max, so why not hit play on it? That's basically where I'm coming from. Yeah, nah, same here. And I, I got, that's the beauty of HBO Max, man, from the comfort of your own home. I mean, I could, you could pause it, do other stuff, whatever, lay back, chill. And I, that's what I did yesterday. And I watched it. And I enjoyed it. I mean, will I watch it again? Yeah, I will, actually. If I had the opportunity to watch it again, I would. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I actually might have enjoyed this one better than the first one, to be honest with you, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I've I seen the first one before. Like I said, I've seen that much later, so... I'm new to the game, man. Y'all need to step y'all's game up on movies, man. Y'all need to step y'all's game up now, man. I actually, it was funny. I hit a, um, I hit up Kareem. I said, I got one. I finally got one. I got one early, so I was able to watch it. <laughs> nah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Well, hey, that's gonna do it for us this week on the NBS Sports Hour. As always, he's Patrick Waring. I'm Joe Cardoza. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. We're easy to find. Uh, MBS Sports Hour on IG, on Twitter. And then, of course, we're on every platform you could possibly think of for podcasting, which is a good thing, whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google. We're now on Amazon. I didn't even know until Pat told me we're on Amazon Music now. Just search MBS Sports Hour and you can find us. Uh, you guys be safe and we'll catch everybody next week. Yeah, no doubt, man. Search uh, the NBS Sports Hour and you'll see us on there. We want to give a, a special shout out and thank you to anybody that's been checking us out and listening to us. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Kareem Copeland, the Scoop Jackson, yes, the Stripper Rogers. Um, those have been the people that we've talked to uh, recently on the pod. So great conversations. Thank them for their time of joining us. And uh, we hope to be back soon. Absolutely. And put Brian Mitchell in the Hall of Fame, NFL. Do it right thing. B. Mitch, Hall of Fame.